Well, good morning, everyone. Some of you might be wondering, what's wrong with Father? Why is he limping? In case you were wondering, uh, just, I re-aggravated an old injury that I, that I did when I was hiking many, many years ago. I, I fractured the big toe joint, and so every once in a while, it gets re-aggravated and it flares up. And so a couple of days ago, the Lord said, you need to be humbled, and I'm going to flare up your, your toe. And it's such a silly injury. Think about it, our, our little toe can do so much, doesn't it? It affects our entire body. So the Lord realized I needed to be humbled, so I'm limping around for the next week or two, so, but I'm okay. But you know who one person who God does not need to humble? Guess who? It is the great saint that we remember today as we celebrate the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. God did not need to humble Mary because she was already humbled. This great teaching of the Immaculate Conception speaks of when Mary was conceived in her mother's womb. She was preserved from the stain and the effect of original sin. In anticipation of what God will use Mary. You see, Mary's not just some random girl that God chose to be pregnant with Jesus. No. God had a special, very special plan for the Blessed Mother. Because it was through Mary that Jesus would receive his human body. Think about that for a moment, because every single one of us, we all have within our very bodies half from our mom, half from our dad. But not Jesus. Because remember, Joseph was the foster father of our Lord. Jesus received 100% of his human body from the Blessed Mother. And so God had prepared, in a very special way, Mary, in order to conceive Jesus and give him his human body. Devotion to our Blessed Mother is probably one of the hardest things, especially for when people convert to Catholicism, from a, especially from a Protestant background. They see it as foreign, odd. But just know, as Catholics, our devotion to our Blessed Mother goes back very early to the ancient church. Centuries, centuries, centuries beforehand, especially when you read the ancient writings of the early church fathers. Devotion and attention to the Blessed Mother goes back to the very beginning. Why? The Gospel reading today it is that pivotal moment when the angel Gabriel appears to Mary in Nazareth. If you go to Nazareth today, we know where this event happened. The biggest church in the Middle East is called the Basilica of the Annunciation. We built a massive basilica over the house of Mary, Jesus, and Joseph. It's huge. In fact, when you go there, the altar is right next to the remaining stones of Jesus' house. And it is there that the angel the Gabriel appears to Mary. And in English, we don't see the drama here, but when you go to the original Greek, all oh, the power 
hits you in the face. Listen. The angel said to Mary, Rejoice, O highly favored daughter. Now, in English, there's, it seems flat. But at this greeting, notice how Mary's reaction. She says that Mary was deeply troubled by the angel's words. Why? Why would that phrase, highly favored one, trouble Mary? In Greek, this phrase, highly favored one, is ke kare tomine. Another way of, Eng- of English translating this is Hail Mary, full of grace. We recite it during the rosary. This Greek word, kekare tomine, is a past perfect participle, or pluperfect, meaning it is an action that has already been completed in the past. So it's already done. So Mary, when the angel appears to her, it says to her, Mary, you are full of grace. And how the ancient church fathers read this line was that Mary had no sin. You see, God had taken Mary, knowing that she would conceive of Jesus. And in anticipation of this pivotal event, God applies the merits that Jesus won for us on the cross and applied it in a singular special way to Mary. How does God do that? Well, remember, God is outside of space and time. He's not linear. He's not limited like we are. God knew that Jesus would die on the cross, and he takes that special grace that Christ won for all of humanity and singularly applies it to her. Mary is special. But when you think about it, now going back to the first reading today from the book of Genesis, ask, let's ask ourselves, what would the world look like if Adam and Eve did not eat of the fruit? Can you imagine that? Pause for a moment. What if Adam and Eve did not eat of the fruit of good and evil? How would the world look like? and how radically different it would be. You see, we're all born into sin. And so we're customary to growing old, growing sick. We're accustomed to war and violence, death. This was not the way God originally designed us to be. He didn't create us to fight amongst ourselves. He didn't create us to be greedy, to, be, to steal, to be lustful, all of the sin and vices that we all battle with every single day, we were never meant to be that way. Mary is God's original intent for us. Imagine that. Mary is how we were supposed to look like. We were never meant to sin. Now they begin to see why from the very beginnings of the early church. Our ancient ancestors saw Mary and said, that is our example. How we should live the Christian life. 
and listen at the very end of the gospel. Listen what Mary said. I am the maid servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me as you say. No hint of ego, no hint of selfishness, no hint of self-serving, nothing. You see, what the Christian is, remember when they asked Jesus, Jesus, what is the most important commandment? Remember what our Lord said? Love God with all of your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus leads the way, and Mary followed that radically perfectly. Mary shows us the way. That is why on this day, on the Immaculate Conception, we remember our true identity and the glory of what it means to be a human being alive fully in Christ. Mary is our example. Thank you.